Good morning. Welcome to the other mob morning briefing live. Sorry, the, the Celtic Way morning briefing live. Correct myself there. It's Thursday the 23rd of February. How are we all doing? I'm Tony Haggerty, at a Haggerty 10 As you know, the Twitter handle went out and I'm joined today by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW. How are you, Sean? I'm not bad, Tony. I yourself? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. First things first, I'll direct you to the strap line running along the bottom. And if you subscribe to the Celtic Way website and support top quality journalism, it will cost you £1 for two months for unlimited access to everything that we write on the site covering the club you love. Click of a button, guys. You know what I'm going to say, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. It'll cost you a pound for two months of unlimited access to everything on the site, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And we also say thank you to our sponsor, Seneca, and the Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe, and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. Sean, the countdown's on. We're nearly there. We're well and truly on. Well and truly on. There. Uh, slowly but surely. Hello, everyone. Say Helen. Hello, every everybody. Jam Mac. He'll be happy Friday. Happy Friday. Is it not Thursday? I'm sure it's Thursday, isn't it? Morning, mm -hmm. all. Yep. Uh, but there you have it. So, Sean, I had a wee joke there in the intro. <laughs> we were uh, we were talking off air about. And it's in the title of the briefing, some disrespectful comments. Uh, I was alluding to Fashion Sakala yesterday, uh -huh. who in his press briefing referred to Celtic as the other mob. Now, I don't know where you stand on that shot. I don't particularly <laughs> get wound up or bothered about these things, but I don't know. I, I think that airs on a bit. Disrespectful, surely. Eh, uh, I mean, it, it is kind of aye, but listen, I, I think it'll be water off a duck's back to the manager yes. and, the, and the senior players and stuff. I don't, I don't mind it myself personally. Anywhere, I suppose, anywhere a wee bit of needle can be can be put out there that goes beyond the usual platitudes and all that kind of stuff is decent. Um, I don't, I don't mind it all that much to be honest. I thought that was funny though. The other, the other mob morning briefing. <laughs> no. Sean, do, am I old-fashioned? Do, do they still pin things up in the dressing room wall with newspaper reports to motivate yourself? Is that, is that an old-school thing? Or... probably just share it in the WhatsApp group now. <laughs> Possibly. Is that, that's, the, that's the new pinning up of an article <laughs> in the dressing room wall for motivation, yeah. yeah. I, as I say, I, I tend not to get too perturbed about these things, Sean. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, fashion to Carla can have his thoughts about Celtic eh, all he wants. We'll see what part of the other mob turns up on Sunday then, Sean. Sure. Well, Brian Roberts says that. He says, morning guys, we will just play our game and ignore the hype. And included in that hype is obviously things like uh, these wee comments from Sakala. Yeah. I'm going to put this up by Beach Boys, Tony. Yeah. He says, children get brought up acting speak, watching and listening to their parents, players acting, speak in the manner of their manager. Now, we know that's true from Celtic's point of view because we often have sat here over the past 18 months and said, you can hear the manager and what so-and-so saying yeah. in a press conference and all that. Um, 
do you think Beach Boys has got a point that that's the kind of flippant comment that maybe Michael Beale's prone to, to throw out there? I think uh, you're connecting dots here, aren't you? And we, <laughs> we have spoken at length about the fact that whenever Matt O'Reilly spoke, we heard the echoes of the manager. The other day, I thought Cameron Carter Vickers, echoes of the manager and, and various others, whenever they do their press duties and they, they speak uh, very much like the manager, if that's the way... Uh, Rangers want to go about their business and speak like their manager or those players speaking whatever way they want them. So be it, it's clearly their business. We're concerned with Celtic business, aren't we? But uh, I just thought I would bring it up because, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's something that Ange won't give two hoots about. Isn't that right? Well, that's what, um, that's what Derek Crawford says here. Ange won't even mention it to the players. <laughs> um, you've got, Speaking of people talking like the manager and stuff, uh, you've got Hazel Finn coming in here saying she thought uh, she thinks it's a Cala comment will rile up the boys, will work in their favour. But you've got Podrick here saying our talking will be done on the field, which sounds a wee bit Postacoglu esque, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, I think uh, that would be manager speak, wouldn't it? Uh, he would, he would say he wouldn't pay any attention to it and just tell his players to be focused, laser focused. I think is the phrase that's been associated with Celtic in recent times, isn't it? And I think Celtic will remain. Laser focus for Sunday's uh, cup final. Now, one man who should be playing in the cup final is Kyogo. Mm-hmm. Are you not going to go to Mike? You're not going to go Michael Beale first, no? I thought we were disrespectful comments are on the agenda, Tony. Michael Beale. Michael Beale has a problem saying the word Celtic, does he not? <laughs> well, I potentially. Um, to be fair, I don't know if I would say his comments were disrespectful as much no. as just disingenuous. Um, with the whole two of the last four trophies were handed to Rangers spiel. Um, I mean, he was obviously wrong factually. He yeah. was factually wrong. It's one in four because St Johnston won the Scottish Cup, Celtic won the League Cup and then the League. Uh, and then Rangers won the Scottish Cup. But but even the point he was trying to make was wrong, which is why I think it was disingenuous rather than, rather than uh, yeah. disrespectful. Because presumably the point he was trying to make was that... Um, that maybe the preeminent team in the country is up for debate, and it's not Tony. It's not been up for debate for eleven years. No, I think uh, there was the the smaller point or the wider point that he was trying to make, and I think he just yeah. sort of got it all wrong, didn't he? And yeah, I mean, as I say, I, I I've not really been uh, too focused on what Michael Beale said. The Sakala one just jumped out at me, yeah. uh, obviously. But as I say, Michael Beale can. See what he likes, and he, and he likes to talk a lot. <laughs> he very much does like to talk, yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, Rob Monte coming in here. I know you touched on it yesterday, but how awkward was Ange and Michael Beale in that thirty-second meeting, Tony? You were there. Um, I, I mean, they always they always do the thing with the trophy. They always do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it was a bit odd that they had them sitting at the same table at a boxing press conference type of thing. Yeah, and it was even odder that they never shared any dialogue hmm. uh, whilst they were sitting at the table and. I found that a bit strange, but uh, you know, each to their own, they can they can do it like. But I just found that a bit odd. But Michael Beale did say during it that uh, uh, there was a good relationship between the two of them, and they were pretty respectful of each other. So that, that that's fair enough. Uh, but you know, I I just found that whole setup, you know, and, and as I say, Twitter went into meltdown because everybody thought it was a joint press conference. I just hadn't seen that before. As you see that kind of boxing type setup, all the two of them set, but it was just clearly for a, a photo call. But then they took them outside to do the photos 
we signed the trophy. So I, hey, listen, whoever's idea it was a via play, it worked. Yeah, of course, I yeah, they got what they wanted out of it, you know, and they got all the memes for the mm-hmm. facial expressions of the two managers sitting at the table side by side. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess, uh, I guess it was a, a a good call by the sponsors via play, wasn't it? To, yep. Right. To, to them together at the table like that but yeah so but I, again I was just more I was more kind of interested in the fact that they you know normally if you sit down you would turn to them and say uh-huh. something there was, there was no words and I, I can only assume they'd spoken on the way I mean I'm, to I'm be fair that. I mean they're both they're both football men at their core I'd imagine they have got a lot of points in, in common in terms of yeah. discussions and stuff but then you've got well one of them in particular that's prone to a wee comment in the media and stuff, so I don't imagine that gets down well with Ange overall because he doesn't really use it, uh, use the media as a vehicle for that. But, um, well, but listen, mate, to, again, to be fair to Michael Beale, he is just he is a rookie manager, he is just getting used to yeah. all this. He might, he might temper that kind of stuff when he's been doing it as long as Ange has been doing it, that kind of stuff. And I also refer to every press conference, Ange is usually asked what kind of challenge he'll face mm-hmm. from his opponents, and to my knowledge. He always says that it's going to be a tough challenge, and he also name checks whatever manager he's playing against. Like if it's David, Martin, he'll call him David. He'll call him Steve if it's Manu, you know, and and so on and so forth. And then he'll give you a wee synopsis of how they're playing. He'll say they're on a good run, you know, they've won three and three or whatever, or they've not been doing so well of late. But that doesn't mean to say that it's going to be easy type thing. And he mm-hmm. always says. We are respectful of every opponent. He makes a point of saying that mm-hmm. in every press conference, to my knowledge, because he has always asked about what he expect from the team you're facing. And uh, so uh, I'll pick up Ange for that because I've heard that many, many times. And uh, he always, which usually always counters with, if we play our brand of football, we'll be hard to stop. Mm-hmm. It usually ends in that kind of. Uh, spewing mm-hmm. scenario. I know. I don't disagree. Eh? Mm-hmm. We've transcribed that. enough pressers over the last eighteen yeah, months. You know, yeah, they can't get that, eh? yeah. So, uh, and yeah, and Kim says it here. Ange always finds something positive to say about it. He does. I, I've I've kind of noticed that. Regardless if they're on a bad run, he'll, he'll pick something out. Like they've got players that can help us. We need to be wary. You know, in the final third or in the midfield or whatever. You know. So yeah, I. I it was a, a strange presser, wasn't it, in terms of the uh, kind of setup and all that? But uh, I, as we've spoken about off air, I thought the manager was terrific value. Was well, I, I mean, anybody that's on Twitter will have seen that Tony's um, Tony's questions been doing the rounds and stuff. The one we were talking about on here before he went along in in in, in Tuesday, and I, I was. I was delighted with the answer he gave you, Tony. I thought it was a great answer um, to the extent that we've ended up agreeing that you'll do a wee, uh, a wee piece based on just his answer to just your question in that presser rather than any of the other ones. Yes. Um, which, so I keep your eyes peeled for that over either later today, maybe tomorrow, uh, but certainly in the build-up to the game anyway. Excellent. Now, speaking of the game, Sean, we'll now get to Kyogo Furuhashi because I jumped the gun a wee bit there, but hey, yeah, that's what happens, but Looks like Kyogo's going to play, isn't oh, he, Sean? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he he made a quick recovery. As soon as the manager said he's a quick healer, I was like, he's going to play. <laughs> you know, at the cup final, uh, until it kind of... And then he was on the bench last week, angry that he wasn't playing, and then got a wee cameo role, so got some minutes. Uh, but yeah, now, 
uh, I Kyogo's been in the news because he was speaking in Germany, wasn't he? Mm. Talking about the fact that he's not the complete player. Or he's not a great player, he said, actually, didn't he? he said he's That's not what he said, I'm not, not a great player. I'm not a great player and he needs to work on things like his timing for a pass and he's running and and, uh, and also work on all sorts of finishes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, but I think that's everything that I've seen from Kyogo since he arrived. And he's pretty good at it, to be fair. <laughs> so if he's saying he's no great, then if he says he can improve, all players can improve, then I'm looking forward to Aye. the new Kyogo. Uh, and he says he's targeted 30 goals this season, mm-hmm. so that's not beyond him, is it? No. Um, well, right, first of all, I think it's exactly the type of comments I'd want to hear from yes. someone who is... Is your top scorer and has a shout to be termed the star player in any given week, eh? Um, doesn't necessarily surprise me, though, because everything about his game and his, his character from what you see on the part suggests he's a hard-working guy with a really, really good attitude. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me that he's saying, I can still get better, I can still do this better, I can still improve here and I need to work hard and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're right, he's saying he'd like to hit 30 goals and it's not often you hear a striker actually put a number mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's saying he'd like to hit 30, Tony, but I'm going to pull him up on that one, right? Because realistically, that's just eight goals in his final 14 to 16 games that he's predicting, depending on Scottish Cup progress, obviously. So I think secretly, secretly with the scoring form that he's in, he'll probably fancy topping that 30, not just reaching 30. Um, I think, I said this the other week, but I double-checked it again. His longest scoreless streak right this season is four games, and that was away back in September. But even then... One of those games was when he got five minutes against the Rangers in the derby, the 4-0 game, and he got taken off yes. injured. So it's not really fair to count that as one of the four. Sure. And the next game was, was 20 minutes against Real Madrid. So even that, even to say four-game scoreless streak is overplaying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so fundamentally, if he's sitting there saying, oh, aye, I can get better, what will the SPFL defenders be thinking, Tony? Probably breaking out in a bigger sweat than they do chasing him about the park. Well, it was that kind of deadpan and Joel expression last week that somebody said Hattati's hit a level, you know, mm-hmm. a brilliant level and and Hans Postercoggle says, Yeah, but he can get better. He <laughs> has to. He wants to. We want him to. So I, I, I guess that's that's coming from the manager again. Mm-hmm. So Kyogo obviously despite hitting some dizzy heights with in his Celtic career so far, the manager will probably say to him, You've got other levels and as you say the humility and the work ethic about him suggest that he knows he's got other levels. And and as you also suggested there, if you're a defender, you're thinking, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I, mean, I I remember writing a piece about the seven defenders that played against Larson. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'll come on to that. There's, there's a link there with that. And they just said it was nigh impossible because he would vanish into thin air. <laughs> and I think he'll go... And that, that's the premise of the piece that I'm going to put in the comment section with John Hartson. He's he's not comparing them, but he's saying there's like similar traits with the dart to the front post uh, for the, the kind of goals that he's profited from with the, the whip ball in. And John Hartson said he used to run to the back post and nod things down for Henrik. And he knew if he got his head to a cross, it went to the back post. Henrik oh. would be there to score because Henrik was just had unbelievable timing and could make room in the box despite if it was crowded or whatever so that's what Hartson's saying he, he, Larson would gamble and he's saying that's what Kyogo does he gambles with those early balls in and he's more often than not he's there to put it in the net and profit from a ball coming across, he was talking about that kind of style and 
he was saying that he actually loves his movement. So it's interesting to see that Hartson's saying that, we're saying that, but yet Kyogo's saying, I can always improve my movement and my availability for a pass and all that. So I, I'm like you, Sean, I, I love that in players. I'm going to, uh, I've put up a few comments while you were talking there, but I'm going to put, um, going to put this one. It's, it's kind of a differing view of what Kyogo's saying, right? So Plunge McNugget says he thinks he's at the main games, <laughs> first and foremost. But Scott McGill says he thinks it's the words of a humble player who is still disappointed that he didn't get to the World Cup. And I think Scott's got a good point because I would have been really disappointed being in and about that squad for, for months, if not a couple of years at that point. And I know he dropped out through injury last season when he was out for Celtic, but it would have been really, really disappointing. And I know he, he still is. thinks he's got another World Cup cycle in him to maybe get himself back in the in the frame and there's the Asia Cup starting next year and all that. That um that'll uh, that that'll presumably be a kind of almost a, a dress rehearsal for it. And if he continues to score at the rate he's scoring for Celtic, he probably will be in it. But I think Scott's got a point that given he wasn't selected for the World Cup and the type of type of character that he is, his first thing was to look himself in the mirror and say, right, would I need to improve to, yeah. to be back in there the next time it rolls round? And I think that's a great attitude to have. And I think you see it on the park with him anyway that that's his attitude. He's used it as fuel, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. To spur him on to bigger and greater things and hopefully he does get the chance to play in a World Cup. It would be a shame if he didn't but certainly Celtic are reaping the benefit of that and they've got a Kyogo who's determined to get better alongside other players like Hitati as well with a manager who's constantly telling them that they can get better and uh, I think if you have that uh, you have that kind of mixture in the dressing room then that's it, it all bodes well because you, you 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 do you, you always think that you can improve and the managers always telling you that and I think that's a brilliant message oh you never uh, comfortable I think and she said it yesterday that if you think that winning a trophy affords them some luxury he's I mean you uh-huh. we spoke to him in the auditorium after he won the league cup Sean and he was already thinking about the next game, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. He was asked, would he go home and have a drink and enjoy it? He said, I'll maybe, I'll maybe do that. Depends. But he said, we've got a game, whatever day it was. And nah. just thinking, wow, just relentless. I remember at that, at that point with the situation he was in with the league, I think he knows full well it wouldn't, although everybody would have forgiven him for saying, I will celebrate the night, blah, blah, blah. It's a great achievement because it was a great achievement. Um, I think, he was kind of conscious of the fact that the league situation means we've got to be right back on it. We yeah. can't really. And I yeah. think I think he was conscious of that. But Derek Crawford coming in saying very truthful about Kyogo's comments. He does miss a lot of chances also, Tony, but brilliant attitude. Now, we've said this for well, basically since he arrived, that he is prone to missing a chance. But he does, despite all that, see that the, the chances that he gets across a season, he still outperforms his XG. So he still scores from the chances that he gets more goals than you would expect, if you want to put it that way, statistically speaking. But he is prone to missing a, a good chance, Tony, before he maybe scores one. Yeah, and I think maybe in his mind is also his uh, performance in the Champions League mm. when he drew a blank. And I think a lot of that, maybe ba- a lot of his comments are maybe based on that. And I think that's probably the arena that he wants to get better in, isn't it? And wants to improve and wants to score at that uh, high level should Celtic manage to win the league and gain automatic entry into the Champions League again. So... I think a lot of his comments are maybe based on that and the fact that he missed out on uh, the World Cup finals in 
the two could be correlated, couldn't they? Because the manager could have been watching them at that level uh, in the six games that Celtic played in the Champions League group stages. And maybe based part of his non-selection of Kyogo on that, you don't know, do you? But yeah. it's, a fair, it's a fair assumption to, as I say, join join some of those dots up. Well, put it this way, right? When I, when I, when I wrote the newsletter a few weeks ago now, just mentioning that a, a year from now at the end of January or mid, mid to the end of January Celtic could be in a position where a heap of players are, are away at the Asia Cup and they can't actually ask for a, a, a postponement if international players that are likely to play in your in your match days that, that overlap with a call up that's out with the uh, that is a FIFA a FIFA window which it will be then you can ask for a postponement. I suspect as Postacoglu wouldn't I, th- I suspect he'd say this is a chance for the guys that weren't playing before to come in and, and stake a claim. I think that's what he would do but we'll see next year. But um, put it this way, in terms of the Japan squad, it was obviously Maeda that got the World, the World Cup call. The way Real Hatati's playing, the way Kyogo's playing, and then you've got Kobayashi and Iwata sitting there. And I know technically the Gucci's there as well, but uh, he's away alone, but you know what I mean? He's still a Celtic player. But you, you could have a handful of, of players just in that Japan squad from Celtic. And if all goes to plan, that is what you would want to see, because it means that they've been playing and playing well yeah. for Celtic in the meantime. Yeah, definitely. That's that's what you want, without a doubt. And the manager encourages that, doesn't he? He wants them to go and represent their country because he thinks mm-hmm. there's no better honour and he, and he should know because he's been the, the Australian national team manager and mm-hmm. he, he loved it and he led Australia to their first ever a major trophy win, the Asian Cup. So uh, if anybody encouraging these players to perform at their peak levels and gain international honours, it's Ange Postacoglu, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a couple of ones here just before we move on from Kyogo Pete McGee saying Kyogo can only miss a lot of chances if we're creating even more good point uh, Gary McDowell saying like the overarching thing what a message it sends to the rest of the team if Kyogo of all players is still saying no I can get better I can get better and I agree with that I agree with that I like that kind of attitude from your from, I was going to say from your leaders in the squad but a leader doesn't necessarily need to be the captain or it could be just one of the, one of the star players one of your first names in the team sheet if their attitude is I can get better and their attitude is a team first thing. It rubs off on other people and it rubs off on people that just come yeah. in and youngsters coming through and all of that. I, I agree with that. I think Gary's made a great point there. Um, got, I've got to put Pete McGee back up as well, Tony, because he says, Sean, stop saying pressers or I'll start calling Celtic park- Parkers. Fair Never point. Fair point. Parkers. Canada having Parkers. That's, that's definitely worse than Pressers. No, no, that's, that's a no, it's no. Definitely it's, worse. Cel- it's Celtic Park. I even... Even Parkhead kind of, mm, but Celtic Park for me always. Parkhead, man, I, I don't Parkhead, know. I don't know. Celtic Park for me always. Now, before we go on to the next one, getting a lot of messages about the death of John Motson, Sean. Yep. Uh, and we say the voice of football for lots of generations on the BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Crawford, I think, asked me if I'd ever met him. Sadly, I didn't meet John Motson. Love to have met him. I think he's just. One of those guys who's synonymous with English football and uh, send our condolences to the Motson family. Mm-hmm. He is and will be remembered. He, a long, long service and long years of football commentary. And the voices were always John Motson or Barry Davis, these Barry kind of guys. But, uh, but my favourite John Motson line, or two of them certainly, came in the same game when the final whistle went in the 1988 FA Cup final. And he came away with that brilliant line. The crazy gang have beaten the culture club. Mm-hmm. And he also said his day best and lifted the trophy. It's a weird and wonderful world if you come from Wimbledon. 
probably well rehearsed ad libs that he'd written down, but mm. got to get the timing spot on Sean, and he did that day. And yeah, rest in peace, John Watson. You were uh, yeah. a shining light to a lot of uh, football supporters and guided them through and talked them through many, many a good football moment. So. Yeah, match of the yeah. day, Tony. Match of the day sticks out for me with, yeah. with him, but also this is maybe my my age, but also um, when he was doing the the FIFA um, commentary yes. for the games, yeah. PS2, PS, PS2, the big PS2, PS3. So sticks out for that as well. Um, aye, Alan yeah. Woods, voice of English football in his generation. He says. Just every England game he was commentating on it was either him or Barry Davis on the BBC. So he. You just knew they were going to make it sound wonderful, even if it wasn't, you know. So, but yeah, uh, Motti, I think he was known as, wasn't he? But yep, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things before we, pardon me, before we wrap up, Tony. Had a couple of questions here. JP says, "What was the pitch like at Hamden? It wasn't looking good the last time. Now you were there, and I've yeah. seen pictures, and it looks better. But it's it look better. But uh, do you know what there was?" At one point, I was standing in the stand, and the, the lights were on it, and there was bits of it which I thought still looked a bit ropey. Mm-hmm. And they had the kind of the light stuff that they do with it and all that. So, and Ange Postecoglou and Michael Beale had said they kind of walked across it. Uh, they both said it was certainly in better nick, but Michael Beale said that Rangers had the misfortune of playing second, the second game in that weekend, and it was pretty pretty poor. So he's just thinking anything. Uh, will be an improvement from that day when they played Aberdeen and Ange Postacoglu said that you want the pitch to be in good nick because it's part of the spectacle and he said he, he wanted it to be you know, in a, in, a, in a good condition but I think it's certainly better but I don't think it's uh, it'll be much improved but I don't think it's kind of like a bowling green or, or lusher mm-hmm. the way you want to say that but I don't think it could have looked any worse than those two semi-finals, it was pretty poor looking, wasn't it? Aye, it, it came was, across when you saw it in the, the TV pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Derek Crawford coming in quickly saying it's a draw tonight for the final tickets. It's today at some point um, and the winner will be contacted. So might even announce it. Uh, well, we'll see tomorrow. A couple of other questions. I've actually a couple of questions about the Asia Cup because I mentioned it there as well, Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Wood saying is the Asia Cup going to be in January now um, and Kmart should come back and says they're still kicking dates about they are I'll, I'll put the, the article I wrote about it in because it, it all still applies because they've not confirmed the date yet but the last couple of kind of reports suggested I think it was Reuters suggested it was going to be the end of January so the, the I think it was the 24th of January was the date that was kind of on and around there that, it, that they're looking at which doesn't fall in with the, the SPFL winter break because the dates have already been confirmed for that for next year Right. Um, the break is basically after when the derby is expected to be January the second. Um, so fixture around twenty two that would be, and then the, the SPFL would the, the Premiership would break, Celtic would be off um, until the nineteenth. But naturally, if if the Asia Cups then at the end of January, then you're coming back from that break and players are already be awaited. So this is basically that article explains it all and the, the situation they could find themselves in. Uh, last one, I think, unless anybody else has got another couple of questions, but it's Alan Woods again, and he says, are Moy and Turnbull back training again? Now, Ange addressed that directly. Oh, yeah, um, she would be. Addressed that, yeah, addressed that directly, and he said um, they were expected, or they're expected to be back in training 
later this week. Now, you said that on Tuesday, obviously, so you'd expect that to have, have come to pass either yesterday or today. Um, so they're expected to be available, yeah, Tony? Yeah, but we did say they would, they would be joining training and mm-hmm. to all intents and purposes, and as far as he was aware, they would be available for selection. So take take from that what you will, unless, like everything else, they, they have setbacks in training, mm-hmm. and that can happen, can't it, when, when they've missed something. But no, he, he fully expects them to be part of that Cup final day squad. Mm-hmm. So I'm still getting Asia Cup questions. Antonio's right, rightly pointing out that it's that technically isn't an official FIFA international window, and he's right to say at least not yet because there is in the FIFA calendar there is an Asia Cup window, but obviously that was their initial date. So the expectation is that whenever they arrange it for and agree with FIFA, it will get moved and it will be an official window because of the, because of the nature of the tournament. So, um, so at that point that would kick in that Celtic could technically ask for a, a postponement. But again, as I say, just from what I. What I hear from Ange Postecoglou, I, I don't know if he would do that. I think he would say it's time for the, the, the other members of the squad to, to step forward. But we'll see. We'll see when it comes to it. Ideally, Alan Woods is right and it ends up coming. It ends up a wee bit earlier and it does fall in the winter break. And maybe it's only maybe the, the first game back or something that you're missing people that go deep in the tournament. But the thing is with, with the Celtic players, you've got Australia, South Korea and Japan. They're all want to go deep in that tournament. They're all not wanting sure. to get stage exits. Do you know what I mean? So we'll see. Of course. Now, Sean, we will be endeavouring to pick uh, an eleven tomorrow, a cup final eleven, won't Aye. we? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we picked our best eleven the other day, didn't we? And we put it in. We did I two different questions though, as we were, were discussing yeah. in the in the group chat, weren't we, Tony? Me, you and yeah. Um Strongest eleven, not necessarily the eleven that we think will, will play on Sunday, because that, that is a predicted eleven for a specific game. And there was actually quite a lot of disagreement, more disagreement than I thought there would be. Correct, um, that's what the three be a lot of. I'll put the link to it in the in the comments. But you'll have seen it if you subscribe to the newsletter, which is free, um, and you'll have seen it on the site the next day. Also, that would have been free because it's just a wee, it's a wee pub debate, Tony, wasn't it really? It was indeed. It was a pub debate without the pub part, wasn't it? To be fair. Unfortunately, 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 yeah, indeed. So there you go. But we'll we'll need to work on that, I think, Sean. Eh? Mm-hmm. But and also like to say to people tomorrow, we're going to have a guest with us tomorrow, aren't we, Sean? We have We've got a special guest on to, to for the preview and prediction special. Yep. And uh, looking forward to having him on, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, <laughs> It's a big win though, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it'll be a full house tomorrow. Full house. Lots of been, predictions flying about. Lots of probably team 11 disagreements. It'll be like a game of Celebrity Squares <laughs> tomorrow with the, the four Musketeers, I would have thought. Eh? So mm-hmm. uh, that'll, be, that'll be fun. Uh, might go longer, Sean, because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big game, isn't it? Oh, special guest. There you go. Just, well, before we wrap up on the subject of the newsletter, Tony, I also want to uh, direct them to something that you've put on the site, which, I mean, strictly speaking, and I wrote this in the introduction to the newsletter, strictly speaking, it's not actually anything to do with Celtic. Um, no. But you happen to be talking to this person um, and it's the anniversary of the film Trainspotting's release back in 1996, 27 years ago today. So I th- we thought, well, why, not do, why not do a wee bit up for the newsletter on it? And I know it's not to do with Celtic, but it's a cult film. It's one of my favourite films, one of my favourite books as well. Um, so I've put the link in the comments and uh, 
I mean, give it a wee read. And as I say, I know it's nothing to do with Celtic, but hopefully you still enjoy it. Yeah, it was great fun to talk to him about that uh, that particular moment. I think people maybe guess who it is from the, the link there. And uh, yeah, it was. he's always great value when he talks and he spoke very well about that. kind of became a, a star, didn't he? <laughs> a, a reluctant movie star through his voice. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Let's just say, Tony, I, I haven't felt that good since Tony Haggerty wrote about train spotting in February 23rd. <laughs> <but. laughs> oh, 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 you haven't felt that good since Tony Haggerty introduced the morning briefing as the other morning <laughs> Something like that, yeah. On on that note, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. Have a terrific Thursday. Uh, see you hopefully for a fantastic Friday with our guest as well. But Sean, first class as always. Thank you to the comments, guys. Good luck if you're in the draw for the tickets. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to win them, and hopefully we'll even get to meet you if that's the case. We, we would like that. But uh, yes, we roll on. I say it every day on a Thursday, Friday. Three sleeps, Sean. Three sleeps. Yeah. Yep. If you're that way inclined and a big wane like me, basically. <laughs> I think that's the, the phrase, isn't it? But uh, thank you guys. Couldn't do it without you. Really enjoy it. Take care. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, guys.